Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a great guest all the way from Sarasota, Florida. Welcome to the show, Rod Cleef. Thanks for having me, Victor. It's been too long. I'm, I'm really pleased to hear about all the exciting things you've got going and looking forward to having some fun with you today. Awesome. Well, Rod, it, it has been too long since you were last on the show and since we connected in person. And there's so much going on. I doubt there's many of our listeners who don't know you, but maybe even just give a little sure. bit of your background for those who yeah, might not sure. know you. I'll do it real quick. You know, so I'm an immigrant to the United States. I was born in the Netherlands, you know, wooden shoes and windmills. Immigrated when I was six with my brother, Albert, my mother's Vancha. ended up in Denver, Colorado really struggled. We lived there for 30 years, but really struggled initially. Yeah, you know, I remember eating expired food and drinking powdered milk with our cereal in the morning and wearing hand-me-down clothes from the Goodwill and the Salvation Army all the way through junior high school. And, you know, and I'm sure you've got listeners had it harder than I did, but I knew I wanted more. And luckily my mom had an incredible work ethic. So she babysat kids. We always had a house full of kids. She babysat kids. So we'd have enough money to eat. And she was a bit of an entrepreneur with her babysitting money. So she invested in the stock market successfully and also invested in real estate. And her first real estate acquisition was a house right across the street from us when I was about 14. She paid $30,000. And then when I was 17, she told me she'd made $20,000 in her sleep that had gone up to $50,000. I'm like, what? You made $20,000? You didn't do anything? Screw college. I'm getting into real estate. So I got into real estate. And fast forward to today, I've owned 2,000 houses. I've rented long term. I own thousands of apartment units now. In 2006, my net worth went up $17 million while I slept. And you might say, wow, well, just recall that was 2006 and 2008. And I thought I was a freaking real estate God. You know, I thought I could do no wrong. Well, you know, when that happens, God of the universe will give you a smack. Well, that was 2008. I lost $50 million in 2008. And so, you know, what I'm known for, Victor, as you know, on my podcast is, uh, is, is talking about the mindset and the psychology it took to have 50 million to lose in the first place. I, you know, and, and then the mindset it took to recover from that, which, which, you know, was pretty dramatic. You know, I really believe 80 to 90% of your success in anything is your mindset and psychology and only 10 to 20% is the real estate stuff we talk about on our shows. But anyway, I'm excited to talk to you about where we are in the market right now. We are at an inflection point. There's no question. There's no question. The signs are all there. It's not necessarily making headlines, although there, we're starting to see a little bit of rumblings in, in the mainstream media. But the signs are absolutely there. And I believe there is better pricing in our future. I know there is. In fact, you know, in the last 18 months, I've only bought one asset, 296 units in San Antonio uh, with my new partner here. And in the last week, we've put two deals under contract. We've got a, a $30 million deal in Nashville, screaming deal, and a $7 million deal in Hot Springs, Arkansas, of all places. Uh, you know, less than 51,000 a door, Starbucks right down the road. I mean, just a screaming deal. So, you know, they're already starting to show up. As you can imagine, I'm super conservative. That San Antonio asset we bought in September of last year broke even day one at 59% occupied, you know, 41% economically vacant. And of course, it's much better than that now. And that's why I've seen some crazy stuff happen this last couple of years, just incredible um, fervor in the market. You know, we've been in best and final on deals and I'm like, it sold for what? Are you kidding me? They paid that much more than we offered. There's just no way the returns are going to be there for those investors. In fact, they, they may lose their capital very well as well. And I really believe Warren Buffett has said the crash 
crash is going to be big. And Robert Kiyosaki, of course, you know, the whole that whole group is, that you're well connected with has said it's going to be bigger than 08 and 09. Elon Musk just said it, that it needs to happen and it's going to be big. So is it a time to get scared? No, it's a time to get excited. Now, I have a little fear just because of the big bag of, of emotions I have from 08 and 09 dragging behind me. But it is a time to get excited. You know, it's time to get lean and mean, get in as much cash as you can, get educated. If you don't know the business, I've got a boot camp I'll mention. It's coming up in Denver at the end of July. If you can get there and you're a friend of Victor's, you can come for $197 for three days. Kind of a no-brainer. But regardless of whether you learn from me or not, get up to speed right now if you're not. Because some people have said the greatest transfer of wealth in history is coming. I absolutely believe that. I absolutely believe that. Because we, we are seeing people, like you said, people have paid too much, and they're going to end up upside down. Now, that may not happen all at once. Some of these notes may come due. Yeah. I was talking, I speak regularly with lenders, as I'm sure you do as well. And what I'm hearing is that the vast majority of transactions are closed over the last couple of years, 90% were closed with bridge debt. Bridge, yes. And that's dangerous debt. Oh my God. And that's, the, you know, I was going to talk about that, but you beat me to the punch. Bridge debt was put out there to bridge the gap between a non-performing asset, you fix it up, and then you get agency debt. But the last couple of years, it's been used because people are able to get a higher loan to value. Super mm -hmm. dangerous, even higher loan to cost. Fannie and Freddie pulled back for a good bit. You know, they were, shoot, they were like at 55% loan to value for a while. Now they're at 65, thank God. So people to be able to get the returns, operators to get the returns they wanted to get, you know, we're doing this bridge debt. And I can tell you a year and a half ago, there were a lot of them that didn't do rate caps. Now you had to do it. You had to do a rate cap this last like six months. In fact, we, we quoted a deal at 44 million here in Sarasota and the rate cap to keep the rate from going up more than two points was a million dollars on this wow. $44 million deal. Just in, insane. That bridge debt's going to be a problem because even without the rate cap, if they didn't pro forma an exit interest rate that was realistic for their refinanced, their takeout financing, they're going to be in big trouble. They're not going to be able to refinance. They won't be able to hit their you know, debt service coverage ratio. And I don't know if you've seen some offering memorandums on some of these operators these last couple of years talking about doubling the rents year one. Really? No. On a 200 unit asset? I don't think so. And then, and, then, and then additional 10% rent increases every year for the next five years. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. And no operating reserves in the bank, you know, and like we do, I'm sure you do as well. We do six months operating reserves minimum on a deal, just in case what happens is what's happening right now happens, you know, in case you've got to, you know, throw some money in. But yeah, no, I think there's going to be a lot of pain and a lot of deals going into receivership and a lot of problems. And sad for those guys. I'm, I mean, I'm probably less sad than most because I went through it myself and I had to take my licks and move on. And so I'm rubbing my hands together. What's more concerning to me, apart from interest rates, and a lot of people are wringing their hands over interest rates, is the question of liquidity. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, because, you know, the, the Fed is, is starting, you know, this um, quantitative easing. They're the biggest buyer of CMBS debt. They, own, they have like two point two and a half trillion or something like that. 2.7, exactly. 2.7. And if they become a net, they've said they're going to become a net seller. That's really going to kill capital when that happens. Is that what you were alluding to? Well, it's partly that. And so uh, most of that is agency debt uh, that they've been buying. But, at the, but still, that's 70% of the market. So if you have... And, and we heard this from Danielle DiMartino Booth uh, when we met with her a couple of weeks ago, that a portion of that debt was put on the market and it sat there for 41 days, no bid. 
which means that they, they're going to have to take a haircut on that debt in order to unload it, if they unload it. And uh, it, it's almost as if the market is treating it as, as toxic debt, which it's not. Fannie and Freddie is not toxic in the debt. Those guys know what they're doing. They're conservative and all that. Bridge, that's a whole nother story. I don't think it's toxic debt. Interesting. I, 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 that's very interesting, buddy. I didn't. So we could see a, we could see a, a reduction in liquidity. And, and to me, that would be more concerning than even the interest rate, because it's not just, I mean, as you and I know, interest rate is not the most important metric. Mm-mm. It's terms. It's capital. It's capital. And yeah. yeah, but but in terms under that capital and, and you know, up to this point, the, finding the deal was the challenge. Sure. Moving forward, it's going to be finding the money for the deal. That's going to be the challenge. And we're already seeing that, you know, investors are starting to get scared, which is a shame because honestly, they're, they're going to be some, they should be scared if they did deals previously, not coming up because opportunity is coming now. And I'm going to really teach this at my boot camp is, is to how to preframe your investors so they're not fearful through this crash. And it's going to take some handholding and some education and so on and so forth. And I'm definitely going to spend time for that. Do you mind if I mention the boot camp and just how they can come cheap? Absolutely. Absolutely. So you've got this three-day event coming up in Denver at the end of July. And July 29th, 30th, and 31st, it's live. It's the only live in-person one I'm doing this year. We should have seven, 800 people there. And uh, we're well on, we're, we're close now already. And it's just three days of training. It's not a sales pitch. I talk about my coaching for 30 minutes. If you want it, great. If not, that's also great. But you're going to have everything you need to get rocking in this business in three days. Okay. And uh, I mean, in fact, the second day is almost 14 hours because we go late and everybody stays because it's a bunch of panelists on stage answering questions. And they freaking love it. But we go through every aspect of the business, you know, building a team, picking a market, evaluating that market, getting deals, evaluating those deals, underwriting them, due diligence on them, financing them, syndication, joint ventures, property management. And I spend a lot of time on mindset and psychology. In fact, the first hour and 15 minutes is goal setting on steroids because how the heck do you get any if you don't know what it is. And I'll brag about it for about something for a minute. My students, the coaching students at least, now own around 70,000 doors that we know of. And I've only been, I haven't even been teaching five years yet. I'm super proud of that. And, wow, and so, awesome. um, and it's because they take action. If you can make it to Denver, Denver's United Airlines hub, you can fly there nonstop from just about anywhere. Here's how you get the ticket for 197 because it's already double that. If you text my name, Rod, to 72345. So Rod to 72345. And then remember the code Rod Friend. Now, um, if you forget and you DM me in on any social and just say you heard me on Victor's show, I'll make sure you, you can come for 197. The price is going up to 700 in a few days, but you can come for 197. Again, it's not a sales pitch. It's just literally, but it is drinking through a fire hose. If you come, bring your A game because I'm going to tell you it's, it's a lot. Don't be in the thick of this recession thinking you can learn then. It's going to be too late at that point because you got to build relationships. You've got to understand how to underwrite deals and all these things in advance of what's coming. And and so don't wait. I don't care if you don't learn from me, but get out there and learn this. If it's multifamily you want to do, get out there and learn because opportunity is coming for sure. If you can't come, I'll give you another resource, which is really helpful. It's my link tree. It's called rodslinks.com. Rods, plural, links, plural.com. Rodslinks.com. 
And if you can't come, I did my goal setting workshop on New Year's Day this year, and it's the bottom of that link tree. Even if you can't come, get your spouse, grab her. It's done with professionally with music. There's a guide you can download. Do your goals because here's the sad and do it with your kids too. If they're like eight years old or 10 years old or older, do it with them because here's the sad reality, Victor, and you know this, people spend more time on a freaking planning a birthday party than they do designing their lives. This is designing your life. So again, if you can't come, at least do that on rodslinks.com. There's all sorts of free books and articles and videos and all sorts of, sorts of cool stuff there on that site as well. I hope I see some of you in Denver if, if, if you can make it. Um, but, Fabulous. Uh, yeah. Thanks, brother. Well, I appreciate uh, you letting me push it. Yeah. No, that uh, no, I think that's great. Uh, your, your your events are outstanding. Um, they're they're not a pitch fest. Uh, there's a ton of education, and uh, so definitely, if you can make it to to Denver at the end of July, do so uh, and connect with Rod at uh, rodcleef.com. Yeah, well, actually, uh, link Rod in, the, in Denver. Rod in Denver is easier. Rodindenver.com is easier. Okay. Yeah. So we'll put that link in the show notes. Rodindenver.com. And in the meantime, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.